Hello. Hello. Hello and welcome to the first episode of our podcast. Unintelligible screaming. Ah! I'm Justin. And I'm Emma. And we're going to be your hosts. This is the um, first time that we've done a podcast or anything like this together. So we're a bit nervous. So if you could just be kind. Yeah, we'd be really grateful if you could maybe not be mean to us. (laughs) We're just going to be discussing all sorts of things that we love to just talk about. Yeah, it's one of our favourite things to do together is just binge watch TV and film and play video games together. And we thought, well, why not just broadcast it to the world? Yeah, because as everyone knows, people love to hear our opinions. Yeah, even if they are completely unsolicited and involve a lot of unintelligible screaming, as the name would suggest. Before we get into the podcast, there's maybe one little thing that we'd like to mention. I suppose you could consider it a warning. Um, We tend to go into different accents at the drop of a hat. Y'all can hear that I'm doing it right now. Most noticeably, it is the southern accent, but uh, it is not uncommon for us to dip into the Yorkshire accent. Yes, oh yes. I do like to do a Yorkshire one from time to time, though many people will say that's probably not Yorkshire. Well, do you know what I say? Sorry. (laughs) Very nice. So you may be wondering to yourselves, what are they going to be talking about? And the answer to that, my friends, is anything and everything. And by that, what I really mean is pretty much everything nerdy that you could possibly think of. And the series is going to start off with The Last of Us. Yeah. The Last of Us is like one of my favourite games of all time. Mm-hmm. And I think it's quickly becoming one of my favourite TV shows, mm-hmm. at least right now. So we're just looking forward to sharing our thoughts with you, really. Yeah, and we hope you enjoy the ride. And I think it goes without saying, massive spoiler warnings. I will. Neither of us will be holding back. They're going to be spoilers. Yep, it's spoiler central, baby. So... If y'all don't want spoilers for The Last of Us, I'll skip this series. And also, I have to say, if you haven't been watching it, then why have you not been watching it? (laughs) It's completely on you. So let's just get right into it, starting with episode one. We hope you enjoy. Ah! So, for those of you who have not played the game but are watching the TV show, then I have to say that a lot of our opinions may differ from yours. Yes, we are... I, I I will be referring to the games quite a lot. I, I find it quite hard for myself to distance the two. That definitely was one of the things that we really struggled with when we first watched the 100%, episode. One hundred percent. When we first watched this, we were we were haters. We were absolute haters of this. We were. I think it's fair though. We were like, you know, when you're just in one of those moods where you just like you just want to be annoyed or something, and then you're just picking it apart. Yeah, we were tired as well, yeah. and it just yeah, we just weren't vibing with it. And I think when we watched it the second time, we were able to separate it from the game more, um, which definitely helped with our enjoyment. I would say. I, I have to agree, and I think I think going forwards, we have different opinions on it. Like personally, we both have sort of two opinions on it. Like, we'll have an opinion on it as its own thing, and then as an adaptation of the game. So, that's just something to keep in mind going forwards. Yes, and again, if you if you have played the game, if you haven't played the game, but you are a fan of the show, then, you know, your opinions will differ, and that is completely okay. We all have our opinions, they may differ, and that is okay. Absolutely. So, getting right into it. We have the opening scene. 
I quite when we first watched it, I wasn't a fan of it. I was like, Neither. "What is this? Who are these men? Why do we care what they have to say?" Yeah. But I think um, on like we've watched, we watched it like twice now. Mm-hmm. I think it's really eerie, and I think it's a really good setup. And I guess for people that haven't played the games like us, it really contextualizes it. Definitely, and I think one of the things when I played the game that I kind of wanted more on was the the virus itself yeah and i think that the introduction especially the opening scene from 1968 um where the three the doctors or the virologists or whatever they might be they're kind of talking about the virus and how it could mutate and i think it's quite scary i mean i knew that cordyceps was a real actual virus but i think to those who don't know that is even more scary yeah definitely i i think the fact that they said it in 1968 which to i guess a lot of the viewers probably it's only like no, what we weren't alive right mm-hmm. we were way before alive, their time so it's like 1968 whatever so like i think the idea of them saying that if the world was to get warmer oh yeah when right now we know that it is mm-hmm. i think that just makes it just seem so much more real it makes you feel like oh my god this could actually happen literally and i think that you know it's not it's not sort of talking about like global warming in sort of like a preachy way i think it's genuinely just saying what if the world gets hotter which it just does regardless of yeah well it's done so throughout history yeah it's had warm patches and it's had cold patches exactly exactly and i think that that is just a real like scary reminder i think it's just so like i guess it's humbling but in a scary way i suppose agree and I think that at the end, the end quote of that sort of like little segment where he was like, well, we lose. Yeah. Well, there would be no cure, would there? Because no. how do you, st- it's not like it's an infection. It's something in, in you, controlling you. Yeah. You know, like you can't, you can't take some antibiotics and stop the puppeteer show. Exactly. Um, moving on though, from that really eerie opening, I'm so glad that they, um, they kept the music from the game. Yes, yes. I remember that one of the things we were really worried about is that they weren't going to use the music from the game um, because in the trailer they had used some music that I think was in the same vein but just not the actual music, if that makes sense. Yeah, and they also used um, Take On Me, like that slow down version, which I know is in um, Left Behind, I think, but just having the um, the main Last of Us theme as the intro music, it just... Uh, it gets me in the mood for The Last of Us. It does. It do be slapping. It, it do oh, it, be it slaps so much. So another thing that I was sort of thinking about was the difference between the game. And again, hearing starts our comparisons between the game and the show. In the game, Outbreak Day happens in 2013. Um, but in the show, they've obviously changed it to 2003. So obviously now the infection is it's like, I guess it's meant to be sort of like infection would be taking place during what we consider modern day yeah so present day for them is present day for us yeah yeah and i think that was quite an interesting choice choice definitely um i wonder if they did that because 2003 like we were sort of talking about earlier most of the viewership will remember 2003 whether you were like five or whether you were like 15 you would remember some form of 2003 nostalgia i suppose whether it's like fashion music or like just anything really just general vibes the 2003 vibe yeah like they were playing avril lavigne i think in the breakfast scene i think i think though it doesn't make like a massive impact i think i think they mainly just wanted to make it so like outbreak day would be uh or 
then their present day would be our present day. It kind of yeah. makes it feel like a little bit more like this could be us. Literally, and I think I don't think that that was a bad choice. In fact, dare I say, I think that was actually probably a better choice as well. Um, just because, yeah, you can relate it more easily to you know your own life, and you can say like, oh, what if this did happen? Like, how old would would I be now? Or how old would I have yeah. been on Outbreak it's, Day? Would you even have been born on Outbreak Day kind of thing? You know, yeah, exactly. It's much more easy to imagine yourself in that situation, isn't it? Definitely, definitely. Um, but I think, though, like, whilst we're talking about changes that they made, I I just want to draw your attention to the uh, the difference between the neighbours and how the virus is spread with them in the game and in the show. Because, obviously, in the game, right, if you have not played the game, sorry. In the game, you wake up as um Sarah. You go downstairs, you're looking for Joel. And he kind of comes through. And he's like, oh my god, the Adlers are something not right with them. And Sarah's like, what do you mean? What's going on? Uh, and then one of them comes crashing through the window. Mm-hmm. And obviously then Joel shoots them. And I think there's like... It's a weird one because I think that's so much scarier than how it actually is done in the show. I would have to agree with that completely. I think though it provides more of a context to the neighbours. It feels more invasive in the game. Like it feels like a more of a threat. I think one of the things, and this this comes to my next point, which is about sort of like the the beginnings of infection. In the game, we don't see anything about the beginnings of infection. We just we just know that it it happens kind of thing like you don't yeah and you don't see them turning or anything like that not really but in the show you you know you have the old woman you have the classmate in sarah's class like seizing with the watch like twitching i suppose yeah yeah yeah, Um, yeah. and then you have the old woman nana twitching in her chair and the dog's like oh i have to be honest right i i love it the dog looking at her because you know how they say like dogs can like smell when there's something wrong with you mm. I, I love that so it's sort of like the way it, it just adds to the really creepy vibe like I, I like the vibe they're going for which I feel like in the show it's more creepy whereas in the game it's meant to be more scary if that makes sense yeah I think that does that does make a lot of sense I however am gonna disagree with you on that okay I personally think that having the old woman as the center of the virus I suppose in the tv show so like you know that's your main you as a viewer that is the way so the you, entry point the end yes the entry point the way that you see the virus like start I think it was incredibly disappointing I think that it really it didn't lend itself well to the like tired zombie tropes I find because I've not really consumed a lot of zombie content like things like The Walking Dead I haven't seen that kind of thing but I do typically know that they always kind of start with like a creepy old woman one thing that they that that did kind of remind me of was a tv show called The Strain I don't know if you ever watched that it was kind of rubbish um but they also had that sort of like old person getting infected with the wispy hair and whatnot. And for me, it just felt a bit tired. It just felt a bit overdone. Done before. Yeah. And I, I think that. I think that in the game, it's just something that's completely... It's like, bam. And you infection. don't really see it, I suppose, which kind of makes it a bit more shocking. But then I suppose in the game, it lends itself more to the fact that we're discovering more about the virus, which I like. So I don't really know. Maybe, maybe my point doesn't make sense. I think as well, though, that games and tv they're just a different media and they need to be uh approached differently yeah it's hard to translate a game into tv yeah and i i think in tv you need to flesh out something a bit more 
because in a game you can get collectibles like and that's the thing right the tv show doesn't actually include any of the collectibles or the little trinkets that joel finds on his journey which uh to the player gives them way more context to what's actually going on in the world in the situation that they're in and even the surrounding areas right it just gives them that much more context and as the player we're privy to that we get to see that so i think in a tv show you can't have joel crouching around a level half the time in listen mode grabbing like random notes and then reading that yeah. whenever he wants so mm-hmm. i i think they had they had to dress it up some somewhat differently exactly and i think that leads me on to my next point which was about you kind of you get a lot more context in the game but you get it in a way that's so different from the game that it's maybe not like you just weren't expecting it so for example one of my points was on that was the fact that we learn a bit more about joel and tommy's jobs yeah i, I think in the in the game it's sprinkled through a lot more mm. whereas i think in the uh in the show it's like a more of a constant thing and it's like they talk about it a lot more, more so they're like contractors and they they you know they're talking about their jobs and things and then you even see tommy's bumper sticker that's like a u.s army army veteran yeah and i guess that also explains why they end up being so good at shooting right if they're... that does make a lot of sense and i was thinking that while we were re-watching it is you know Tommy was so quick with the gun and things like that when when Nana was like almost about to kill Sarah. Yeah, and I and also like just going forward, like because they're if they're both meant to be veterans, it's like them being good shots. It's not because in the game you don't get that. You're just like you have to be good at shooting. Oh yeah, which I'm not. (laughs) But if the character in the game was bad at shooting, but oh, this is a rubbish game. If I miss all my shots, yeah, no matter how good I am, so. It's just an interesting thing that they've included. Exactly. You know? Like if it was, if the if the show was any way is was any way similar to the way I played the game, Joel would be very much dead by now. He would have died in the first like five seconds. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I I thought like that first like that whole opening scene like with Sarah, I thought that was so good. And I yeah, you know when they um they actually get in the truck and then they're, they're actually driving to the highway. Mm. I think until they like get into town, I think it's like a perfect frame by frame yeah. uh, re- reimagining. I'd agree with that because in the game you can kind of use the, the controls to see what's around you yeah, and Sarah stick. does move a lot and you can see what's going on out the front of the car, out the sides of the car, out the back of the car and I really do think that that is a really great I think they did the best adaptation. they could without spinning a camera on like a stick well exactly exactly um another thing that i really quite enjoyed about the opening scene and is it's just the the kind of like the news the police the sirens like you know the 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 reports of mass riots and things like that personally if i ever hear any news report about a mass riot um immediately my mind goes to oh my god it's gotta be a zombie invasion not the french (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah, it really reminds me of. Um, I don't know if any anyone has ever ever seen the TV show Dead Set, which is about Super a zombie good. invasion in the Big Brother house, which I really love. Definitely watch it if you can. Um, that also starts with reports of riots and things across the UK. Twenty eight days later, does the same thing. But then, is that not like one of those tied conventions that you were just talking about earlier? Well, that's actually a really good. That's actually a really good point because I'm not necessarily saying that it's a good part of the game, but it always scares me. It oh, okay. always scares me when I hear in a zombie show that there's reports of like mass riots. Right. And it but also you need, you need scares me in real panic. life. 
Yeah, but you you need mass panic, don't you? Because if you don't have ma- if there's if there's not panic in the world, why are we as the watcher going to be panicked? You know well, I mean? exactly, and then that's the thing with you know while Sarah was out going to get the watch prepared for Joel, the police cars, the fire engines, the sort of jets that were going by. I mean, personally for us, we have lived in Leicester city centre. We we are. <laughs> we know, we'd be knowing. We'd be knowing. But if we were to hear that in Leicester city centre, we'd be like, oh, it's just another day. It's just another day. It's we wouldn't think, oh, zombies. Yeah, and that's why you need the report, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, question to you: mm. What do you think about the changes between having the zombies have spores and like, uh, like being all mushroomy, and then in the show having the tendrils like noodles coming out of their mouths? I personally don't like it. I think that spores seem so much more scary scary you can't avoid spores yeah you you breathe them in the tendrils they're just like bean sprouts coming out of someone's mouth yeah it's kind of like with a sharp knife you could just go exactly and now the problem is as solved itself like i know you just grow them back and it's like oh no it's an endless supply but it's not as scary as like you know because with with tendrils you can notice them but with spores if you don't notice them it's already too late. Exactly. And I think also with spores, you get the addition of gas masks, which are creepy iconic. anyway. And they're iconic in the game. Exactly. And it, I'm so sad that we're not really going to get any gas mask scenes. No, exactly. And I think that... I just think that they just look strange. The tendrils, they just look strange coming out of their mouths. And that's why I was relating it to the strain. Because in the strain, they have a similar kind of thing where they have like this weird tongue... And it's just the 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 mouth, the addition of like something coming out of your mouth. It's it's not like scary for me. I just find it like odd, like just off-putting. weird and off-putting. Yeah, I think yeah. having something that's airborne, like you were saying earlier, it is scary because it's, it's much more of a scarier. Threat. You can't because you can't you can't avoid it. Yeah, exactly. But so that's one main difference between the zombies in in the show and the TV, uh, in the show and in the game. I want to ask you about the runners because I, I think it is that it's not just the runners I, mean, I know we're only on episode one but the, we'll get to it in the future but all the zombies in general what are we thinking about the the runners in particular so the runners in particular have disappointed me yeah um, same there is the scene in the show where they're running through the diner and that starts off with a scene that i think is pretty much i want to say plagiarized from 28 days later where Cillian Murphy's character goes into a church after finding that London is completely deserted and there's like a vicar zombie and he, or a priest zombie and he's feasting on someone. He realises Cillian Murphy has gone into the church. He sits, like shots, shoots up like a bolt. He shoots up so quickly, quickly yeah. and turns his head at like a 90 degree angle and that is something that I think is exactly the same as in the scene before they get to the diner in the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know what you mean, and I, I feel like, in in the game, like obviously, as you know, they're meant to be just like running, not like machines, but they're mindless creatures. Yeah. They're just All they do is run, and like they say, and the thing is, right, that's what they were um, alluding to in the um, in that intro scene, like that nineteen sixty eight interview. They're meant to be puppets, puppets, and they all they want to do is infect the next living thing and mm-hmm. then and so on and so forth and i feel like um when you have them 
in the show standing up straight and then they cock their head and they're looking and it's like it's like you're thinking too much at this point agree completely and this is something that we will get into quite a lot more in later episodes yeah um because in my opinion i completely agree with you they are too sentient sentient, and they do have they they think too much like you said I think, like you say, they should be mindless creatures that don't don't think about anything. They just see something. And they scream and they, and they scream. run. However, there is the theory in the game that runners are still conscious. And I, I get that because, and I was actually just about to say this myself, because in the game, runners are like the lowest level of infection, mm. right? These guys, runners are really fresh. Yeah. So... It's a hard one because it's like you know if they're if they're meant to still be sort of like somewhat conscious and it's like that lowest level of infection then there might be something maybe maybe that that thinking is actually them trying to fight the infection. But I think that if it was them trying to fight the infection, like in the game, they would be saying things that are more human, like "help me" or like "I don't want to do this." There is a clip of a runner in the game saying "I don't want to do this. This isn't me" or something to that effect. And I think that if that was the case, the runner wouldn't be it's so too keen to go and kill them in that case. Yeah, it does seem a little bit too calculated. It doesn't seem like it's someone that's... It, it, they don't ever seem like someone that's lost like the battle of their mind. They look like they've thought about it and gone, yep, I'm yeah, going now. completely agree. And also the fact that, you know, they have this ability to like jump tables and jump like counters and things... It just, it's not, the math ain't math in. I don't know. I think when they actually, like, start running, I think they look really, like, you know, it's like that chaos, the, uh, they're so frantic and they're just scrabbling all over the place. Well, that's what they I can't mean. They keep themselves up. That's what I mean. They're not like that in the show. They are cal- making, making calculated attempts to jump over counters and succeeding. In my opinion, if you've been taken over by yeah, a fungus in- that, that, that controls your mind, you're just going to fall. <laughs> True. He's gonna chip. You're gonna be like me. Well, chip. yeah. No, that's true. But then the zombies in the game can climb and they do jump over things. That's true, but Especially not in such the a. Stalkers, though. Well, well, we'll come to that in later episodes because yeah. I think that's when they're a bit more the 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 the, the, the parasite has taken over their minds fully now. At this stage, when they've just become infected, they're literally like ten percent taken over kind of thing if that makes sense yeah no i, I get what you're saying but I, I do think though even in the show when that one scene when it's running through the diner like when it's actually running it looks really good it's just everything before and after is not good i have to agree with that i think that it's it's a again i suppose it's a difficult one because if you it's like translating the game back onto tv it comes to that whole point again is that you know you might I have guess... a really well? Do you have a really boring zombie in that case, and then that's not entertaining for anyone to watch? No, that's true, and I and I guess as well it's a bit the dramatic effect. Like if they just suddenly start getting chased without something to show that the thing's mm. been seen, it's a bit kind of like eh, mm. eh. So like I said, there's different like it's almost like a language barrier that you've got to cross when you um make an adaptation in it. Exactly. Just quickly, well, I say quickly, like, like we haven't been focusing on the uh, on this like little intro section for the last twenty minutes. Um, when they actually like get into town, right? What are your thoughts about it? Because there was some like there was one big change that oh, it drives me mad, and I know that 
I know that some people like like it, and I guess if you've not played the game, you don't care. But I care. Okay? I think I know which it, what it I, is. I care a lot. Yeah. It's the um, it's the plane crash. Mm-hmm. I hate that so much, and it's not just because it's so different to the game. I just feel like it's, it loses a lot of the impact because of really. Yeah, I know. I but it's weird that I say that because it makes a bigger impact. Like it really bang, explodes. Mm. It's huge thing, right? Mm. And I guess it shows the scope of the infection and how much the world's crumbling. Well, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, I, I, I get that. But what I have a problem with is in the game, you're just driving and Sarah's like, look out, bam, and a car crashes into you. And I think, like, there's barely any, like, when you first played it, you, you were like, what is going on? Mm-hmm. Like, there's no time to react. Yes. Like, you don't, you can't prepare for it and no. you know it's coming. And, you know, and I think that puts us as the, the player in their shoes way more but in the show they they stop they turn around they notice it they react to it by trying to drive away from it mm-hmm. and i i just feel like it, it just draws it out just a little bit longer and i think that's the problem i have it loses the speed and without that you don't have the impact you know speed is weight so that's an interesting point i agree with parts of what you said but i personally quite like the jet scene i think that it's it does show the scope of how much this is affecting society. It's yeah. not, you know, you typically, when you think about things, you you don't really think about what's going on, like, above in, you. Above you. Yeah. you think about what's happening on the ground. You think about what's happening in, like, your surrounding area. Surrounding area. So I think about what would happen in, like, our little estate of houses, for example. But you don't think, oh, my God, like, what could be happening on the planes yeah, or yeah, no, trains true. or anything like that. You can only react to what's in front of you, exactly. right? Exactly, which I I think is a it's a good way to sort of like like I've said scope around scope the dis scope the I think it's a good way to establish how much it's affected the world essentially. But the one thing that I'll agree with you on is that it just kind of annoys me that the fact that when the plane explodes, when it crashes and explodes, there's a rock. <laughs> <laughs> the rock goes through the car and, and somehow, somehow it, flips. it flips. Yeah, and that's the thing, like, because at not least when they got hit, you can understand why like, you've been hit by a bigger vehicle and you've just rolled over. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. But this is like a broken bit of glass and the, the truck's like, aight, time to flip, I guess. <laughs> yeah, bloody rubbish truck. <laughs> yeah, terrible quality. <laughs> yeah. Get a new one. Yeah. And then I think after that, we obviously have Sarah breaking her ankle. And I had a thought while rewatching this episode that I hadn't ever thought about before. And it might seem obvious to those who've played the game, might seem obvious to those who've watched the show, both, whatever, is that when Sarah breaks her ankle, and she obviously can't run, she can't walk, and they get stopped by the soldier. And the soldier is on the mic, on the... On the radio. On the radio yeah, to, yeah. I guess, the big head honcho of the army. And he's saying, you know, we've got two civilians here, one's injured... Um, her ankle. He never says her ankle's broken, which has made me think, did the head honcho hear that she's got an injured ankle, assume she's been bitten, and that's why they gave the order to kill them? I've always chalked it down to, like, your leg is injured, you're just now a burden. So that's what I also thought as well. You know, because it's like, I'd rather you be dead than slow me down kind of thing. Yeah. Because, like, if they're fully, like, I, mean, I know we're probably deep in it a bit much now, but say they've got like quotas like, you know, we can only or we can only save 
we need to move like a certain amount of people before a certain time mm. um you, you're gonna be like right if we need to get like say it's 100 i know it'll be more than that but say we need to move 100 people within an hour you're gonna make the able-bodied ones well that move. is true that is true i do understand that but it makes i think it makes it a bit more like because we don't know I think that's what makes it worse is that you know they've killed her because of an injury whether they whether they think that's a broken ankle whether they think that she's been bitten they've they've just made that executive decision yeah but I think though in the game and in the thing uh in the show I think it kind of shows that the evil like the real evil in the world is actually just other people yeah that was something that I thought was really surprising when I played the game was that the scariest things weren't the zombies it was the people. It was the people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess that's why it's called The Last of Us, you know? It's The Last of the Humans. The Last of the Good. Well, but then, are they good? Are they all good? Well, that's why it's so good. I mean, <laughs> let's not get too into it. Yeah. Well, not right now, but... Got nine more episodes to go. <laughs> uh, it's so good, though. It's so good. It really is. And I think when we first watched it, like we said, we were, we were, we were shitting on it. Yeah, but it's like it's actually it actually slaps. Uh, we'll it just... really does. I think we just we were just like bad mood. Hating for what? For what? Hating for clout. Yeah, <laughs> and I think it it has done a very good job of staying true to the game, regardless of whether it changes a few things here and there. I don't necessarily think so far that anything in any of the episodes, which again we will go into, has really like changed the plot for. No, nothing's changed the plot. No. I think the problem that we also had is that I think I was... You, you'd hyped it up massively and you wanted it to be this amazing thing. And I, I think, had. And for me, I was kind of like, if it isn't exactly how I want it to be, I'm going to ch- trash it. Yeah. And, you know, it's actually it's actually fine. As its own thing, it's mm-hmm. actually really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and even as a Last of Us TV show, it's really good. It's just... It is different. But exactly. that's not a bad thing. And I think that's something I had to get over. Yeah. And I think if if I think about it logically and I think about it objectively, if they were to make a frame-for-frame version of the TV show, um, sorry, of the game into a TV show, I don't think it would have the gravitas, let's just say, that the game would have. And I'm not sure why that is, but that's just a feeling I get. I think it's like I say, that you... You need certain things to be changed for it to be successful as a TV show. Mm. Like, what makes a successful TV show won't always make a successful game. Mm. And what makes a successful game won't always make a successful TV show. It's like, it's like, it's why people are saying that it's finally broken the video game curse because it's actually just not that easy, apparently, Mm. to do adaptations. Well, yes, I mean, we watched Uncharted. Five (laughs) minutes. The less said about that, the better, I think. Don't even go there. I, I didn't, I didn't, oh no, I, this is not about Uncharted, I'm not, I'm going to stop there. But what is as equally heartbreaking as Uncharted's poor adaptation, Sarah's death. Mm. I'm going to be honest, I think Sarah's death, I don't, I can't tell you why, maybe it's because it's real people and it's not 2013 graphics, but it hits so much more in the TV. I was more emotional about her dying in the TV show than I was when I first played the game. Do you know what, I think I have to agree with that. I think I have to agree with that. I think it's because, like you say, it's real people. I think as well they give Sarah, like, a bit more flair. She has a bit more pizzazz. And we're with her for longer. Because in the game, we're literally with her for, like, ten minutes. Yeah, that that is very true. And I think it's really hard to... 
it's really hard, in my opinion, to, to get acquainted with a character who you've only seen on telly for about five minutes, five, ten minutes. Yeah, yeah. Whereas in the show, we get a little bit more time with her, like you say, we go, we follow her through school, getting the watch for Joel, just being yeah. like, I think her, her willingness to celebrate Joel's birthday as well and being upset when they don't have birthday pancakes, when he doesn't bring a cake home like he said he would. But that was all for the greater good because if they had had the pancake batter... If they had had a cake, they'd have been a vet, baby. Mm. If you didn't know, I've had theories of this, and we will go into it in the second episode, because it talks about it a little bit more in episode two. The virus is apparently coming from flour. Yes, so you need to be careful of that. Yes, hence the, uh, the allusions to Jakarta in Indonesia, which is one of the most prolific flour exporting Producers, yeah, yeah, countries. yeah, yeah. So, so yes, it, it real do be making y'all think, like, if you had that flour, if you had the cookies that the neighbours had made you... The biscuits. The biscuits. Yeah. Just makes you think. Yeah, it is crazy, actually, like, that... You know, now that you said that, I hadn't really thought about it, but it's like, the virus really could, could have been literally anywhere, mm-hmm. and they really did just, uh, only just avoid it. What, what I was actually going to say about Sarah is that we've both played the game, right? Mm-hmm. So we know Sarah dies, yeah, and we always knew Sarah was going to die. And I think it's a real testament to um, not only the actress, but also like the writing for her in this in the show, because we was, we knew it was coming, mm. we knew she was going to die, and it still made me sad. Yeah, you know. But um, anyway, after all of the sadness with Sarah, you know, we fast forward twenty years. What do we make of the kid being like? I, in the I quarantine zone. Yeah, like, what was that? Like, Unnecessary, that's what it was. I know, I think, obviously the idea of the show, like, oh my god, the infection can get anyone mm. from any walk of life. Mm. Hooray. But it's like, I know that. I think it was literally just a method of them saying how they test people for the disease. So they they showed, you know, the ephedra warning signs of infection, the stages of infection. They showed the thermometer thingy that they used to... Oh, yeah, and it, goes, it flashes green if yeah. they're clear, um, whether they're infected. Yeah, 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 and I think that that was probably just a way to introduce that because, as we've been knowing, it becomes quite prevalent later on down the line. Yeah. But I don't know. It. I did think that that scene was a little bit unnecessary, whether it was just like a bit of filler, but at the same time, the episode's an hour and 20. I don't really think they needed any they filler. Didn't, they didn't need filler. No. I, I, I part of me think, though, it's just because they needed to kill a kid and show Joel throwing a kid onto the fire and i guess it's to show just how cold people have become or I like th- how hardened people have to these sort of things i think it was also a really good way of introducing tess as a character because tess in in the game i can't really remember off the top of my head you might be able to remember a bit better than me i don't remember if they said this but in the show they mentioned that she has a husband and kids that she had to kill because they got infected and I think that there's a, the scene where they have to kill, they have to throw the child in the incinerator, where Tess refuses because she just can't do it. Yeah. I think that does a good job of like showing her plight during the outbreak. I think it also just shows the differences. Like Tess can't bring herself to burn a dead child. Joel doesn't care. Joel doesn't care. Joel's like, <laughs> ah, 
Give me my money. <laughs> but, which, you know, that's just like that's just who Joel that's is. That's just how it'd like, be. It'd and be like that. Joel makes no bones about being a bad person. Like no, he's. I don't think he outright says he's a bad person, but he knows he's not a good person. No, but then that brings us on to the topic we were talking about earlier: good versus evil in the game. I don't think there is good or evil. I think it's just surviving. Survival, survival. I should have called it survival. Not as great as it's not as good of a name as the as the Last of Us though, is it? Survival, meh. meh oh, did you watch that new episode of Survival last night? That sounds a bit rubbish. Sounds so generic, but the Last of Us. Oh. Yeah, it just slaps. Just it hearing just, it, it just gives different. me chills. It's different, but what is pretty cool though is the uh, you know when they're chasing Robert for their money mm. or their um their merchandise back, or when they're not chasing Robert for their <laughs> merchandise back. But uh, that's a different story. We'll get onto that in yeah, just a minute. Yes, we will. Yes, we will. The clicker in the wall, I think, looks so good. Do you? I thought it looked. Great. I didn't think it looked good at all. You're just a hater. I I am a hater for the clicker's design in parts of this show. I think. No, I won't say it. I won't say it. I will keep this for another episode. The next one. The, probably the next one. <laughs> oh, wait, yes, yeah, sorry, I thought you were going to say No, no, I'm not going to say yeah, I'm keeping it, keeping it for, I'm keeping it to myself. Well, I thought I thought the cookie looked really good, but like like you said, though, the lack of Robert Chase, oh, so disappointing. I know it's not, like, that crucial to the plot, so yeah. I understand why they've taken it out. But it's, like, such a good opportunity for, like, high-stakes drama. Like, it's a, it's a fun... We could get really, like, submerged into Tess's character, because I feel like... And Marlene's. Yeah. Agree. Hard, hard agree. Mm. And, you know, it's always fun to have a bit of a shootout, you know? Exactly. I mean, yeah, in the game, it's probably going to be more fun than it is to watch. But I just feel like they really skimped out on it. And I think that if... I mean, personally, I think I would have taken out the child bit to replace it with the Robert Chase. Agree. But yeah. that's just me. So I felt that... After that, there was not really a lot worth talking about. Like, on a, on a second and third rewatch, it really it's, did kind it of make me think... It doesn't add anything, does it? Like, I know you've got the add? interaction with the guard, and they do their little deal. And that does... It is relevant to the end of the episode, yeah. But it has no real bearing on the overall show. I and f- there's, nothing, there's nothing really like that in the game. Mm. Not really. Like, like, they focused way too much on that, I think. I think... I think chasing down Robert and how he, you know, he'd done them in, I think that would have been a way better use of their time, personally. Mm-hmm. I'd agree with that. We're not screenwriters, so... But after the Robert scene, we do have probably the most crucial scene in the entire episode, dare I say, show. And that is Ellie meeting Joel. Yeah. Bella Ramsey. Chef's kiss. Love Bella Ramsey. Mm-hmm. She is so good. She is... She is Ellie. She is Ellie. She is. She just is. Is. And I think at first, like, I was one of those people that was sort of like, couldn't quite get on board with either Pedro Pascal or Bella Ramsey as Joel and Ellie. Because I'm looking at them, and for me, it was like, that doesn't look like Ellie, and that's just Pedro Pascal. That's not Joel. Yeah. Um, Which is like, obviously, I know that's like a really, like, negative mindset. And it's like, I know, and I knew it was one of those things where it's like, oh. I need to just give them a chance, but mm. right now, all I'm seeing is Pedro Pascal and Bella Ramsey. Yeah. But Bella Ramsey, oh, Perfect. She just, they could Perfect. not have cast a better Ellie if they tried. Down to the last minute detail. Perfect. 
Honestly, she's so good. And I, I she think... is great. The first scene, like, literally everything about her just screamed Ellie. I think I was always a believer. I always thought she was going to be good. And it makes me so sad to hear about, you know, the people that were genuinely so nasty and hateful towards her just because she'd been cast as Ellie because she didn't look as attractive as Ellie. Oh well, my God, I know. may I ask you why you want a 14-year-old girl to be attractive or why you think that she should be? Yeah. Really Odd. big weird vibes, mm, mm. you know, and that that's the thing as well. I was, I was about to say it's like the people that go on about how Ellie needs to be more attractive. It's like, but she is fourteen. What she is, is what 14 is going year on? Old girl. You know, I get the whole. It doesn't look like Ellie because she does look very different. But it, there's a difference between not looking like the game character and then oh, I don't. She's rubbish because I don't find the fourteen year old attractive anymore. Yeah. It's a bit like, come on, man. Yeah, it's uh. Give her a chance because she's absolutely amazing. She is brilliant as. As, as Ellie and I I think she's only gotten better as the episodes have gone mm-hmm. by I think mm-hmm. she's getting every single like all of like the folds of a character like she's getting all of them down perfectly like and considering that Bella Ramsey wasn't actually allowed to play the game right yeah I, fi- I find that so crazy but then there's that interview where she's like yeah but I played it anyway and it's like yeah yes she is Ellie yeah agreed so agreed so good. and I think that's just a testament to her talent as well and the fact that she's British and she um, can play guitar, so we know we're all good. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that was just... I think when I was watching the show the first time when we were kind of, like, wanting to hate on it, Ellie was the beacon for me. She made it better for me. Yeah. The, um, even when we were picking it apart on that very first watch, mm-hmm. there was not a negative word we could say about Bella Ramsey's no. performance. No, so definitely good. not. Yeah. And I think that the first, the initial meeting to, between Joel and Ellie, it it was what I wanted it to be. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. no, definitely. I think it's very much like Ellie to just yeah. try and stab him. Yeah, that's what I thought as well. Like literally, just as like coming out of nowhere, stabbing this guy, or pretending, or trying to attempting to stab this guy, and then Big Joel just being like, no, no, and pulls his gun out on a child. Yeah, love Joel for that. Yeah, hate kids. <laughs> um and yeah just good stuff really i think personally the most pivotal part of that episode was skimmed over and i've not said the part of the episode i'd like you to guess which part of the episode i think that is you think the part was skimmed over Mm -hmm. not necessarily skimmed over in the sense that they ignored it or they didn't include it but do you mean it was like the crucial moment in the game that was skimmed over in the show. Yeah. Uh. Ooh, I'm trying to think. Give me a clue. It happens at the end. Of the episode. Yeah. I can't think. Um, is it Ellie stabbing the security guard? Uh, you're on the right tracks. It's... Oh, do you mean that the just general chase, like through the sewers and everything? Mm, it's that bit, but not that bit. If that makes sense. Um, Tess and Ellie's bonding. No. You're gonna have to tell me, love. Well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. So, for those of you who haven't played the game, for those of you who haven't watched the show, the reason that this that Ellie is so important is that she is immune to the virus. Why, in the TV show, did they just skim over that? Oh my god, yes. She was like... It was when Joel had just punched the life out of that guard. Literally killed him. Does make does make a lot of sense because... I've, I actually have some thoughts on that, so hold that thought. Okay, okay. But it just the way that she was just like... um 
so she'd been scanned with the thermometer that we were talking about when they'd scanned the child and Tess found it and she was like, Joe, Joe. And they think that they've immediately like, they've been had. Yeah, they've been, they've been had by Marley. Like, why she's have you just... given me this infected child, please? And Ellie trying to talk to them about how she's immune. She's like, this is three weeks old. This is three weeks old. It just, it was being overshadowed by Joel's guilt. Trauma. Trauma. And that's what I want to talk about. But I know what you mean. It's like, it's like they um they completely breezed through it. Like they rushed it. Yeah. Almost. I think it could have been a much bigger reveal, and I wanted it to be a much bigger reveal, and it wasn't. Yeah, a bit disappointing, but I honestly I don't think they handled it like badly. No. But I think it was definitely like you know they re- they really got through that as quickly as they could, didn't they? They really did. It was like it was like the least of their cares. <laughs> yeah, literally. Oh, they were. It kind of felt like it was almost shoehorned in. They were like, but, we haven't said she's immune yet. But what I did notice, though, is that Ellie says at the end, you know, like, well, we need to, we can talk about it later because they're, they're chasing us, you know, they're going to be here soon. So yeah. I guess it's kind of like, we've got no time to stop and talk about it. That's true. That's true. You know, but I just feel like in no the game... There's no point talking about it if Fedra are going to come and kill us. I feel like in the game, it is a bit more like, I don't know, they... They they allow it more time. Yeah. It's more organic. Yeah. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah. But I want to just quickly jump back to Joel's little uh, scrap with that security guard mm-hmm. guy. Um, I just want to put put the question to you actually. When he's finished, like, uh, 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 mm-hmm. I might sound like something else actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when he's finished punching him. When he's finished beating this man to death, and he kind of has his like little moment of trauma mm-hmm. or guilt or whatever it is. What do you think of that? I think I think that it's unnecessary. Because it is worth noting that Joel has no remorse about killing people in the no, game. No, not at all. There is no remorse there. And I think that... I don't necessarily think that it's remorse for killing the guard. I think it's more remorse about, like, you know, Sarah dying. But at the same time, I feel... Because, you know, you see the he has the flashback to Sarah being shot. Yeah, that's but true. But I don't really understand how the two are linked. Well, I think is I don't know why he'd have a flashback to Sarah because like at this point he has no feelings for, towards um, Ellie. That's what I was just about to say but, because like, he's in front of Ellie and the guard is like move like I want to shoot her because he she's just stabbed me. But and he's thinking in the in the back of his head well that secure that that guard wanted me to move so that he could shoot my daughter me and my daughter. But he doesn't see Ellie as his daughter. Exactly, yet. he just he tried to shoot her a minute ago. <laughs> Like, come on, love. And it can't be just like, oh, you're going to kill an innocent child because he threw a child on the fire like it was nothing. Yeah, and also she tried to stab him. Yeah, exactly, innocent. No. So, I don't know. I did think that was a bit weird, like, for him to have his sort of moment of being like, oh, no, what have I done? It's Mm. like, Joel, please. And even on the following episodes, you have no issues just shooting people. He has a real Jean Valjean moment. It's like, Jesus, what have I done? (laughs) Become a thief in the night, become a dog on the run. (laughs) Yeah, basically. He just—I don't know why he turns into Jean Valjean at that very moment. And, and the thing is, like, so far in the show, he doesn't seem to have that again. No, ex- that's what I'm thinking. Like, in my opinion, it would have been more worthwhile to focus that whole like two-minute segment on Joel having this weird flashback to focusing on Ellie's immunity, which I think is a little bit more pressing. Yeah, I think they just want to try and show Joel as this like really damaged guy, and yeah, he is. Like, but... we get it, he's damaged. Yeah, his daughter was killed, and he's also living through a zombie outbreak. I mean, you can't really get more damaged than but that. But Joel, in the game, he just gets on with it. He doesn't yeah. sit there, and he's not like, oh my god. Yeah. Oh, 
is this the right thing to do? Am I a bad person? Exactly. Joel makes his decisions and he lives by them mm-hmm. and he doesn't care. And I feel like Pedro Pascal's Joel is a bit too emotional. Yeah. Not not too emotional like in a bad way. I just think he's a uh, he's less of the strong silent type as he is in the game, if yeah. that makes sense. Agreed, agreed. But then again, I think that it does provide some like good character backstory. Yeah, and I guess as well, they made Joel as strong because obviously we're the player, we are playing as Joel. Yeah. So Joel is us and we are Joel. Yeah when you're watching it it's not the same is it so yeah. if he was that strong silent type you'd be a bit like god this guy's boring he'd be a bit like a male version of a mary sue character where oh, okay well he can do everything well we're meant to do everything in the game because that's how games work yeah no yeah and that, that's a really good point of actually uh, yeah i'd not thought of it that way but just something interesting to think about really indeed it is and then of course we have the final scene the radio the code for bill and frank oh yeah those who know <laughs> those who don't know <laughs> fun song oh well, I actually just i do want to say though that final scene where it pans up to the um the the, the, the tower city, the, the yeah. office blocks mm-hmm. kind of all falling on each other mm-hmm. and it's all overgrown and it's very sensational i do agree with that it I looks agree. it just looks amazing i agree with that and i think i think it just gives you like a snapshot it gives you a taste a sample of what's to come yeah and that gives us a sample, or gives you a sample, or what's to come from our podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. I know it was pretty much just us rambling the whole time. Um, like I've said many times, if you've listened to this and not had a clue what we're talking about, then I presume it's because you've not watched the show. Or played the game. So my advice to you would be... Play the game. Or watch the show. Do both. Do both. That's what I recommend. Do yourself a service. Make your life better. It's actually on Do sale. Both. The game yeah. is actually on sale currently. It's PlayStation only, might I add, but I think you can get it on PC now. Well, you can have a look. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that has been episode one of Unintelligible Screaming. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. <laughs>